Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin! Today, we are embarking on a journey to Nebraska to have a chat with the incredibly talented Mary Connelly. With over 70 books and novellas under her belt and a half million copies in print, Mary is a bestseller author renowned for her romantic comedies featuring cowboys. Her latest book, Marshalling Her Heart, the third installment in the Wyoming Sunrise series, is coming up soon. Dear Mary, welcome to the RV. Thank you for having me on, Lucia. It's my pleasure, Mary. It was a long trip to Nebraska, but I'm happy <laughs> to be here. But you got something to do for your long drive, so... <laughs> And so how is the weather treating you in Nebraska today? We've had a few days that are a little chilly, but uh, it's just, I was just outside not just a few minutes ago because I thought about doing this outside. So, and the reason I didn't is because I got some wind chimes and I thought they might be noisy enough. It would wreck the talk, uh-huh. but it's beautiful out today. Trees are all turning yellow and red and it's a perfect fall day. So oh, nice. So you have those picturesque fall leaves. Uh-huh. Color. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of Nebraska, is your hometown near Omaha or Lincoln? Omaha is about an hour and a half south of us, right along the Missouri River. The Missouri River separates us from Iowa, and we live really close to it, about an hour and a half north of Omaha. Mm-hmm. So, and little tiny town. So very little town. Could you say what you love most about your hometown? Well, I'm I'm just from here, born and raised. I think it's the best place in the world to live. Just I know everybody and and we've known it our families have known other families for five generations. So so uh, you know, we have a we have a nice acquaintance with a bunch of really lovely people. And I know that you are the third of eight children. It must have been quite an adventure. It was the baby boom. There were a lot of big families around. <laughs> but yes, I'm from a family of eight and my husband's from a family of seven. So just our immediate families, the brothers and sisters and their spouses and their children, who are also a lot of them married, some 100 people. So 
if we ever have a family wedding and say, we're going to keep it small, family only, that's 100. I can't imagine the incredibly fun and memorable moments you've uh, had. It's, yeah. it's great. Lots of all the time, new cute pictures of grandbabies and, you know, all the cousins that are grown up and all they're doing. So it's wonderful. I, so, yeah. yeah. I can imagine. And um, Mary, you mentioned an impressive feat. Having 20 finished books on your computer before earning your first publishing publishing contract. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And you know what? Yeah, you know, at the time when I got the book published, a lot of people just said, boy, you really stuck to it and you must have a real love for writing. But I think before I got published, my family was thinking, we got to try to get mom out from behind that computer. She's crazy. <laughs> She's got to do something else. So, I, you know, I got away with it. I just, I just love writing. It's just the funnest thing that I do. So um, I'm kind of an insomniac, so I don't sleep good at night. And I spent a lot of late nights writing rather than laying awake fretting. And I think it would really help me pass the time and stay, keep from going crazy in the night. So, so I, yeah, yeah. I just always had another story I wanted to tell. And a lot of people write that first book and then they spend years selling it. And I, I did, I was trying to sell the books, but I would just start the next book. That's uh, by the time I was done with one, I was already daydreaming what I wanted to do next. And, and I'm still doing that. So anyway, so yeah, that, that's a lot of books, isn't it? That's crazy. <laughs> a lot. And that's truly remarkable, Mary. Yeah. Well, I don't, I, yeah, it is. <laughs> but it's uh that's a lot of time that's a lot of chunk of your life spent just sitting by yourself making stuff up it's kind of strange really <laughs> mm -hmm. but I was enjoying myself so and what kept you motivated throughout your 10-year writing journey okay you were writing during the night which I think it many many authors also do but there were more things inspiring you to be so motivated and writing, writing, writing. You know, what do you think? I have no idea why I stuck with it. I just, I was just having fun. That's what it came down to. I, I used to say, if I never got a book published, I think I'd just stay here and keep writing books anyway. Cause it's just, it's just uh, incredibly entertaining for me. I just, enjoy it so yeah. and uh, I wrote lots of different kinds of books and and the cowboys are just the ones that finally sold and so then I had written several westerns historical westerns and when the publisher that bought my book said well you got anything else like this because it's it's you know we really like it and I like oh here is a stack of things like this I just <laughs> yeah I got lots of things so I think I published six books before I had to write ones. I mean, I was revising them and I was, you know, working on, on the ones that I was turning in, but anyway, yeah. So, and now I've got just about all 20 of those books published. And so, yeah, I ended up having, I had five of them that I self-published indie pub because they didn't really fit the brand, you know, and I, I just wasn't having any luck selling them anywhere. So, but uh, so I, I published them myself, so. 
Congratulations, Mary. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> and I see that your writing style is often described as fun, zany, and action-packed. So what are some of the key themes you explore in your books? Um, you know, I I I used to the books I love to read, I, I always say if they're if they're sassing each other and falling in love while they're running for their lives, then I'm happy. That's what I want in a book. So that's what I like to read. And that's what I like to write. So I just, uh, I, I don't know. I Cowboys suit that, you know, I, I have friends who write really sweet little prairie romances. And I just like, well, what about the shooting and running and running for their lives? And they're like, you know, I don't really have that in my book. So I should probably try to write a book like that someday just to exercise my mind. But so far, I just like the cowboys. So yeah, and actually, we are well aware that cowboy attire has become an iconic symbol of Western culture. Yes, it is. It's great. So so I and you know, I've always lived in the country. I lived on a farm when I was little, and then now my husband is a farmer and a cattleman, although he's retired now. But so I think I kind of have the attitude right to the the way they act and think and, and uh, you know, and that the way we have to live with the seasons and nature. And so that works into the books, too. So maybe that's why they work. Maybe I bring some authenticity to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because you were there seeing. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And do you have any interesting fact about cowboys to share with us? Well, you know, one of the things I I love to read Regency romance. Have you ever read those? Mm -hmm. And they're real floral, the way they talk and they, you know, the men are quite poetic and, you know, cowboys aren't like that. I always say they don't say a paragraph if they can say a sentence. And they don't say a sentence if they can say a word. And they don't say a word if they can grunt. I love you. So, so I try to remember that. I can't have my cowboys just start chatting about everything because that's just not the way they are. And, you know, my husband's kind of like that. And he's, he sort of acts like, well, can't you read my mind? Why do I have to explain this? You know, so so that's that's just a style of men I'm used to being around because that's you know that's my dad and my husband and his brothers and so so that's a that's an interesting cowboy fact they're men of action not words and I try to remember that in my writing so mm-hmm. yeah interesting I didn't know about it so I'm learning well, and my my you know, only maybe, maybe it's not even right but it's the way I see it so <laughs> and uh, your Book three of Wyoming Sunrise series. I see. Yeah, it's it's coming now. Marshalling her heart. And what inspired you to create strong and non-traditional female characters for each book in this series? This particular series was inspired. A lot of times the next series that I'm going to do is inspired by the one that I'm doing right now. I'm doing research and I find out interesting, weird facts. And I think I can make a book out of that. So um, Wyoming, do you know where Wyoming is? Yes, I know. 
Southern Pass, Nebraska. It's hardly got any people in it. Um, it's one of the lowest population density states. Wyoming was the first state in the union to give women the right to vote. No. Yeah. Isn't that strange? Why did they do it? I just find it. And it was all run by men. All the offices, all the governor, everything's men. The men are the ones who gave women that right to vote. It was just so strange. I, I just found it so interesting. And I read a book about the first woman justice of the peace. Because it's not just about voting. Women's suffrage was about a lot more than that. It was about property rights and inheritance rights. And um, uh, if a woman had a job before this, when she got her money for the job, if if she didn't give it to her husband, she was it was considered that she was stealing from him. No. I mean, there's just all these weird rules. What did I hear someone say once? When a man and woman got married, they became one person, and that one person was the husband. So women were just kind of erased from any kind of power except within the home. And and so, of course, women's suffrage was big all over the country. It was There was a lot of pressure everywhere. And for some reason, the state of Wyoming gave women the right to vote. And the federal government, when they became a territory, and the federal government's like, no, you can't do that. We won't let you become a territory. And they just said, okay, okay, we won't be a territory then. And then finally, they said, well, okay, you can be a territory, but you're never going to get to be a state. We just can't have it. It took them like 20, 30 years to become a state because they would not take the right to vote away from women. So it's just strange that, they, that Wyoming just said, okay, fine, we'll stay a territory forever. forever. We will never become a state because we're not going to take the voting rights away from women. So I don't know. It's just a interesting little slice of, of history that I never had heard of before. And, uh, and so the, the first woman justice of the peace was from Wyoming. The first woman governor was from Wyoming. The, all these firsts came from Wyoming. And uh, I read a story, the, the biography of the first woman justice of the peace. And so then I have my heroine in book two. She's the second woman justice of the peace. <laughs> so, you know, it's all fictionalized, of course, but... Uh, that woman was just real interesting and she was just kind of, she was real involved in suffrage and, and the people in her town just needed a new justice of the peace. And the, whoever was the mayor said, got to appoint someone and he appointed her and she just fast. Mm -hmm. And then she did it for a while. And before she was done, others, other towns had done it. And then it just became Wyoming's claim to equality for all their people. It was great. I didn't know about it. Yeah. And they gave, uh, uh, you know, they were still fighting like with uh, slave, uh, former slaves. Wyoming gave slaves the right to vote before anybody else did. You know, you know, freed slaves and uh, and Native Americans, they gave them the right to vote. And everybody's just like, no, you can't do that. And then just like, we're doing it. So too bad for you. <laughs> so. Yeah. Anyway, they finally became a state. This all went on in around 
1869 and they became a state in the 1890s. That's how long it took them to finally get in. And even then the women couldn't vote in like federal elections, but they let them vote in state and local elections. So anyway, it's just real interesting. And so then I had all the women kind of play a character against type. So my first book, the first book in the series is called Forged in Love. And she was a woman blacksmith. And then the second one is my second woman, Justice of the Peace. And then my third one is a woman. This one is a lady rancher. So, uh, and I do a lot of lady ranchers. I've done that way too often and I just love it. And so it's hard for me to resist. But this time I didn't, because I do it too much. But this time I didn't have to resist. So I just made her a lady rancher. So. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I love the cover. I actually, I was checking your website and you see. It's a pretty cover. Yes. House. My publisher just does a beautiful work. They, they. I can't imagine how what goes into all of it. I just know the end product is beautiful. They always give me great covers. So, yes. And Mary, as we look forward to 2024, what are your goals for the upcoming year? Um, I've already got three books coming out next year, and they're turned in. We have to work a year ahead. That's how publishing works. So my book that comes out next October is already in and, and they work on it and they do the covers and they figure out the titles. And anyway, so I've got a three book series coming next next um, year called Western Light, the Western Light series. And uh, all three of those books are already turned in and I'm working, I'm on book one of the series that's coming out in 2025. I'm hard at work on it. You are impossible. <laughs> well, I probably wouldn't hurt me to dust the house or go take a walk or something, but instead I just write. <laughs> so, What message would you like to leave for aspiring authors? You have a goal of writing 1,000 words a day. So how can we keep motivated just like you are? Um, I, I usually tell people there's two skills to becoming a published author. One is not anything I don't hardly think anybody can make of themselves. It's just that mindset that you feel okay sitting by yourself for long hours every day, having both sides of the conversation. And, and you just... 
you like it, you enjoy it. And I think if you don't enjoy it, I, I don't think people can be authors if they don't enjoy doing that. That's just sort of a sort of a personality type. And I'd, I've known a few like extroverted, friendly, outgoing authors, but mostly we're just all a bunch of real quiet people who <laughs> like to be alone. And then the other one is the craft. And the craft, I mean, that you can spend the rest of your life polishing and improving your craft of writing, but um, that you can learn. You know, I think if you've got the right mindset to be an author, then you can learn what you need to do to, to be a good one. So, so right. That's my advice. Uh, before I was published, I did something I call the fast 300. And I would write three. I'm a, always the goal to write 300 words a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And I think the key to that is you got to sit down. You got to open the book document. That's the trick because 300 words isn't hard to write. That's like a page, mm -hmm. page and a half, you know, and, uh, but making yourself open that book document, making yourself write that first sentence. So I very often wrote more, but I tried to never write less than 300 words a day. And then once I got published, I upped it to a thousand and I've pretty much been doing that ever since. So, I mean, I, these books are 70,000 words, 70 to 75. And so why can't you write a book every 70 days if you keep that up? And then there's revisions and all this other stuff. And that takes longer, but uh, yeah, I, I, it works pretty well. They just seem to keep getting done before they're due and I can start the next one. And so. Thank you. I love this advice. Actually, 300 words, if we stop and think, it's not that much, really. No, don't they say like a type double space page is 250 words? I mean, I mean, if you got in dance paragraphs that's two or three paragraphs even so so the trick though is just starting and very often that's a little bit hard because a lot of times the day before you stopped for a reason because you didn't know what to write next and so getting in there and writing that first sentence is what's hard and then after that you can flip out 300 words a day and and honestly a thousand isn't that hard it's just doing it it's just making yourself some days when I'm tired I do not want to open that book document but I just think okay today I will just write one sentence or one paragraph and and sometimes I do but mostly I go once I get started then I can do it so that's my advice write every day yes thank you very much this is precious and Mary where can our listeners find you and your books online um, I've got a website, marykeneally.com. The trick there is spelling it right. So good luck. <laughs> They'll figure it out. Um, I'm on Amazon and BookBub. If you go to Amazon and find me, you can click, there's a button there. You can click to follow an author, and then you will get an email into your inbox every time I have a book release. So that's a really good way to get reminded. I have a newsletter. So if anyone wanted to sign up for it, you go to my website, marykeneally.com. There's a newsletter link there and then you will get, and I don't flood people's inboxes with newsletters. I usually send one out every time a book comes out. So you're going to get three a year from me. If you're lucky, you'll get three a year. <laughs> I'm the most organized person. So, so that would be, that'd be how to follow me. I'm on all the usual places. I've been trying to be on Instagram, but I don't know what I'm doing. So sometimes I forget for weeks at a time I'm on there, but I. <laughs> of course you're writing. 
Of course, that's right. That's that's what I see as my first and best and only job. Bethany House is great about doing a lot of promo for me and helping helping support that selling end of the book. So I just try to write the best book I know how to write. That's my goal. So wonderful. And yeah, Bethany is it's great. Uh, I really enjoy working with them as well. And Mary, I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for your time, for joining us today. Well, when you get to Nebraska, give me a call and you can I'll show you around. <laughs> for sure. It's been a pleasure to learn more about your journey and your captivating cowboy romances. I will be sure to check it online. And yes, come back. I'll be back. Just as soon as you publish a new book, just let me know and I'll go back. Right. All right. I will tell Bethany House to definitely keep me and you in a connected loop. So okay. <laughs> I had fun. Thanks for having me on. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.